Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Squiggly Craze podcast. I'm Helen, and I'm here with Sarah. Hi, everyone. And as ever, at the moment, we are not here together in person, but we are connected by technology. I'm in Buckinghamshire, and Sarah is all the way in Leicestershire. I hope that we can soon be reconnected for the podcast, Sarah, in person. <laughs> Those are the days, eh? Well, we're not going to be alone on this week's episode for very long because we have some special guests that we're going to be talking to. But we just wanted to say hello to you first and tell you a little bit about what you can expect from this week's episode. So our special guests are Adam and David from the Creative Rebels podcasts uh, and also founders of several businesses. And today's podcast is all about creativity at work. And I really enjoyed chatting to Adam and David. I think they are some of the most curious and interesting people that we've spent time with. I learned a lot from them. I got a really big reading list as a result of spending time with them. And actually even just watching how they operate and how they make things work in their business, I actually found really inspiring. So I think it'll be a really good episode. And actually on Thursday, for anyone who's interested, we now do a weekly thing called Pod Plus. And what we do is, um, you don't need to have listened to the podcast, but if you're listening to this, then likelihood is you have, which is great. You can come and spend half an hour with us at nine o'clock and we do a kind of live learning workshop all about the theme for the podcast for this week. So this week's will be about creativity for everyone. And if you'd like to join us, it's just a Zoom just for 30 minutes. And if you go to squigglycareers.com, you'll see the Zoom link. So it'd be really lovely to see you there if that's something that sounds interesting for you. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode. To get to know David and Adam a little bit more, we thought it would be useful to ask them a few quick fire questions. So are you both ready for this? Go for it. Sure. So you've done lots of different podcast interviews with amazing people. If you both had to pick one that's been particularly memorable for you, which one would you go for? It might be as we talked about before, Will Store. There's definitely been a few that like really mean a lot and have just been a bit like mind opening. But yeah, for Will Store for me, I remember like because I came out of that interview and it was about three p.m. and I my mind was so blown that I had to go home just because <laughs> I, I couldn't concentrate because I just finished reading Seth Godin's This Is Marketing and a lot of the things they touch on in there, Will Store talks about in that episode which is all kind of for in neuroscience why people do the things they do how people like to kind of form groups and then the reasons why people do things to influence those groups and we still didn't know who Seth Godin was and I was like oh my god you two need to connect because 
you're talking about almost exactly the same thing, but just in two completely different areas. And I was like, well. (laughs) David, what about you? So that was definitely a favourite for me as well. But I have to say that my favourite all-time episode is with Amanda Palmer. Um, I knew you were going to say that after that in our conversation. (laughs) I mean, I think a couple of our listeners got in touch and people that had seen the YouTube that we put up of it and just taking the mick out of me because I was grinning from ear to ear for the entire interview. Amanda's a rock star, an artist, a creative, a writer, a musician, and Everything that she said was just so wonderful. And her book, The Art of Asking, is one of my favourite books of all time. I mean, we've just set up a Patreon account. I think had we not interviewed Amanda Palmer, we wouldn't have had the courage to ask. And just simply by talking to her and she explains like why it's okay to ask for things. I was sat across the the room from someone that I had grown up listening to. Her records when I was sort of in my 20s were foundational for me. And so that was, yeah, it was really, really fun. It is amazing. I think this is the wonderful thing about podcasting. And I, I've been thinking a lot. We've been going for like a little bit over a year now. And I just sort of think the things that I have incorporated into my life that are a direct result from conversations that I've had with people on the podcast. And I just wonder sort of where I'd be if it wasn't for podcasting. It's taken us on this incredible journey. I mean, you can't just contact someone who is a rock star or, or a psychologist or a teacher And you can't just call those people up and say, can I have a conversation with you? Because you're kind of wasting their time. But if you've got a podcast, (laughs) you can do that. And you have (laughs) these amazing conversations. And and like, literally, there's things that I do now that are because of this podcast. It's crazy. I'm doing this online course at the moment with Malcolm Gladwell, which I keep sending messages to Sarah about because I think I'm a, a little bit in love with him. Last night when I was watching it, he was talking about patterns. And when you're doing stories or when you're doing writing, the importance of spotting patterns. And he said patterns are things that happen simultaneously in different worlds. And to be able to spot patterns and kind of to connect ideas, you need to spend time in different worlds. Hearing about the connection, Adam, that you made between like Seth Godin and Will Store, they're different worlds, but you were able to connect the dots because you're spending time in different worlds. And I think that's what podcasts enable us to do. And I guess more broadly on the subject of creativity, which is what we're talking about with everybody today, that idea of spending time in different worlds so that you can connect the dots, like yeah. spot the patterns and I, connect I the dots. For creativity, that's so essential. To be creative and to be able to create unique work, you need to immerse yourself in as many different places as possible. Because if you just spend all your time in one world, you're just going to look at the same stuff all the time. You're only going to have so much inspiration. You're going to create the same work again and again and again. But I feel like it's as soon as you go outside of that, as soon as you start to put yourself in places you would never have thought to go to, that's when things really amazing really start to happen. Innovation and creativity are linked really closely. I was watching a TED Talk as well this week and someone was such a TED Talk about charity and how to uh, relook at charity. And the person was talking about different things and he said about uh, when we search for things like on Google or whatever search platform people use, what it shows us is the thing that most people have seen. Yeah. So the thing that rises to the top. So it's basically like this knowledge we're all drinking from the same place or watering hole yeah. or whatever it is. And what we really want is like the random search that so that we can connect these dots a little bit more or we're all seeing and absorbing the same thing and maybe all coming up with similar ideas. And it's in that curiosity and disconnection that we can create new ideas, perhaps. Yeah, so much of the internet is like that as well, where you've got a meme will happen or someone will put some like fake news out there. And that will just spiral into something that now everyone takes as fact because they don't know any different. 
or they've read a headline somewhere, told someone else about it, and then because of that headline, now that's fact. So if the majority of people start to believe that, is that then the fact? I think definitely in the workplace as well. And I think it comes from school. I think like that we're trained at school that there's one correct answer for things. And certainly in, in big companies where there are structures in place that are, this is the way that we've always done it. When someone comes down to you and says, if you have a new suggestion for the way something's done, and then that's the answer you're given, that crushes creativity. This is the way that we've always done it. Well, then maybe we should have a look at this and see if, is there a better way? Because a lot of companies and certainly the school system is operating on a mode that was invented a hundred years ago. And I think quite a lot's changed in that time, but we're so entrenched in, this is the way that we do it. And I, I mean, I know you guys have spoken before about like communication within the workplace and the bigger your team is the harder it is and that someone in this section over here can't be bothered to make a change because they know they've got to go through so many different avenues <laughs> in order to actually make a change and that's I mean that crushes creativity there's you don't stand a chance if those are the systems that are in place and I think one thing that when we go into organizations to speak on creativity one of our slides says criticism crushes creativity mm -hmm. because I think a lot of organizations say that they want creativity, but it has to come from the top down because if you criticize people for trying something that perhaps doesn't work because it doesn't always work because creativity is experimentation and it's trying new things and it's putting different things together that don't necessarily belong together and seeing what happens. If you are criticizing that from the top, then people aren't going to want to try it anymore. So I think it's really important to foster a culture of let's try let's make mistakes let's embrace doing things a different way rather than this mantra of this is how it's done you are like super creative people right so you're entrepreneurs you've got multiple businesses you literally create works of art on the sides of buildings <laughs> like you are super creative do you think that creativity is something you've either got or you've not and from your perspective as people that I think of as being, you know, really extremely creative in what you do, is that something we can all do or not? What's your take on it? Well, this is one of my favourite questions. And it's a very difficult one because I know there's someone listening right now who is saying to themselves, I'm not very creative. And we go into a lot of meetings with like some of the biggest brands in the world and you sit in a room with people who are part of teams that are trying to make big projects happen and they say oh you guys are the creatives what do you think i'm not very creative and it's kind of a mantra you may not be artistic but let's not get those two confused artistic is not being creative creativity is problem solving it is smashing things together that maybe didn't go together before it's new ideas it's looking in different places and trying new stuff and i think that every single human being is creative have you guys heard of the paperclip test no. yes I've not. <laughs> well, I'm me. going to explain it. So there's a number of different ways that you can bend a paperclip to become something else. And okay. when you give a paperclip to a five-year-old, they can come up with literally hundreds of different ideas for what that paperclip could become. And as you get older, the divergent thinking goes down. And I think this is as it's trained out of us at school. And so we are definitely born creative. It is just trained out of us. And I think a lot of it is self-talk as well. So I think if you are saying to yourself, I'm not very creative, get rid of those thoughts right now, because I think the more that you reinforce something to yourself, the more you will become that thing. So if people are listening now and accept your kind of the argument of, 
okay, actually, it's good for business if we're more creative. We perhaps, the job to do is perhaps to rediscover that creativity, is to give ourselves permission to be creative again, to kind of play those kind of things. It's got to come top down. When you see it done really well, what does that kind of look and feel like for people? What are people spending their time doing? First of all, I would say it's not easy because there's someone that works for us who is around a bunch of creatives every single day. And as you mentioned, some of our projects, like we get to do really fun stuff for our job. And she is convinced that she's not very creative, even though we have banned her from saying it. Um, (laughs) And we constantly sort of come up with examples where she has been creative, but she's very interested in order and organizing. And she gets a list and she goes through her, her list and she's like ruthlessly organized, which is great because with a bunch of creatives and artists in our studio there is a lot of chaos often but i mean she has me and adam on tap every single day with the pep talks that we're doing now like constantly and she still says i'm not very creative so it is challenging but there's so many other things that you can do a lot of people let life happen to them and i think when you start to embrace creativity, it's embracing the journey that you're going on and it's following different routes and different paths and seeing where they take you. And if you just go to work nine to five and then you come home and you have the same routine every day and you put Netflix on and then you go to bed, if that makes you happy, then that's absolutely fine. Like I've got no problem with that whatsoever. But if that's not fulfilling you, look in other places and see what the other things that you could be doing are. And maybe it's taking a watercolour class and you never know where those skills will take you. Maybe it's noticing certain colours that work together and then you rebrand your company. Or it's just finding a tiny little thread and pulling on it and seeing where it goes. And that for me is... It's about the journey rather than just saying, I need to be more creative at work. So I do X, Y, Z. It's like, no, discover, look around and follow where those things take you. Your summary of actually finding joy and learning in the process, being kind of very work in progress is so apt. And I think sometimes we have to let go of this idea of it's all about the outcome or the kind of finished product I think that sometimes holds people back from creativity it's a bit like when we draw when we're doing our workshops we do live drawing now would I feel a little bit embarrassed if you two saw our drawings yeah sure I've seen your drawings (laughs) but equally that shouldn't stop me continuing to want to draw and get better at drawing I have a bit of a question in my mind about listening to you talk David and then the difference between curiosity and creativity because I think there is a difference but when you talk about it about being open and exploring and I kind of go oh that's what I think about as curiosity and that's what you describe as creativity so I'm just wondering whether they are different from each other or sort of one of the same. I feel like curiosity is almost like picking the door and creativity is walking through it it's the kind of the thing that leads to the next thing like curiosity is the interest that's the thing that's like oh what I want to go and explore that and then the creativity is like how you explore that and I feel like for me creativity is kind of like we're called the creative rebels and I feel like it's when you're a little bit of a rebel that's when the creativity happens it's when you do things that aren't the normal because otherwise you're just doing the same there's no creativity there I feel like it's as soon as you go in a different direction so there's a few things you can do if you feel like how can I make this a bit more creative one of those is like what would I do if I did the opposite? If I did the opposite to what I would normally do, how would that look? So it's like if you're going to make a coffee, and like sometimes I put the milk in first, sometimes I do the other thing first. <laughs> One of those is going to be better. 
<laughs> and you don't know until you've tried it. So it might fail, but you won't know until you've tried, until you've gone that different way. And then another thing to do um, is, especially when you're kind of thinking about pricing and thinking about like selling a product or you've got a service or you're doing something, is just think like, what would this look like if I charge 10 times the amount for it? Take it out of a level that you would normally think, like out of that safe, comfortable zone, because you're probably charging what you think is fair for that product. So if it was like 10 times more, then for you, you're going to need to be, oh, I need to give more value for that. And there's a good chance there you could might be able to create a product that would be worth 10 times more, but you could sell for 10 times more. And then suddenly you've got another product that's a lot more valuable than where you started. Once you've got that, then you could do that again. And you keep growing and keep growing a service until it becomes something that it's so far away from where it started, but still provides so much value. That reminds me of the story about Airbnb and how Airbnb got kind of started. I think they had like a business where people were like sleeping on sofas and you could like rent someone's sofa. And then they thought, what would a five-star experience look like? So they upped it from being like a sofa that you could sleep on to thinking like, what is an end-to-end five-star experience? Well, someone would pick you up from the airport and they would know your name and they would give you a coffee when you arrived and they'd give you a tour of your room and there'd be some food and things waiting for you. And they thought like they took that extreme from, you know, was not where they were but yeah. they almost don't imagine this idea of you know 10xing where you were today and then it gives you some fuel for your creativity I suppose. Yeah I feel like having that vision is so important it's like a lot of people would call it like their north star like something that they're aiming for but a lot of people get stuck in just doing the same every day because that's working but it doesn't mean that they're going to grow in any way because they've got no vision for what it could become. I think having that kind of like 10x 100x what you're currently at just mindset is really important for growth. And yeah, to what you said, Helen, about um, curiosity, I think that the word creativity, I always say is uh, overused, but underdefined. If you say to people, what is creativity? A lot of people just think it's being artistic, which is obviously not. You can be creative and artistic, but there's, there's so many different elements to it. And I think creativity is one of them. And I think the other is actually taking action. Like ideas are creativity, but then ideas plus action are the only thing that matters and so for example we're we're obviously in lockdown at the moment and i think there's been so much creativity because i've seen both sides of the coin i've read posts from people who are very frustrated and they've said i'm a freelancer and i'm not going to get paid until june so until that point i'm going to borrow some money from my parents and I've seen other people who are saying, okay, well, I'm a freelancer, I'm not getting paid. And certainly myself and Adam, we're all in the same boat. And we're looking at things and going, okay, how can we create opportunities out of that? This is just such an amazing example of it. Adam's a portrait photographer, and he's come up with this idea of isolation selfies. He can no longer go and meet people and take photos of them. So they're sending their selfies to him and he's editing them for them. But that's just creativity. It's just thinking, a lot of people would go, I'm a photographer. I can't be a photographer anymore because I can't go and take photos of people. But Adam was creative, so he can still be involved in the thing that he loves. Those photos that I'm putting up are from people's iPhones, the selfie cameras, so really low resolution. So for everyone who says, I can't be a photographer because I can't afford a good camera, actually I'm using the worst quality blurry photos ever. And I'm getting more likes on some of them than my other photos that would be seen as professional shot on like a thousand a few thousand pound camera so it's like what is creativity it's like what do people connect with because i'm getting more people connect with these like simple edits on people's selfies than really high quality images that i would create with a lighting setup in a studio 
take a few hours of time to do, take longer to edit. Like, yeah, be, be creative with like your time as well as what resources you have. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One thing I'm really interested to explore a little bit more is the idea of collective creativity. I think some of the examples of what we are seeing right now is very much people coming together kind of at its best to kind of be creative. Perhaps the idea has been sparked by one person, but then it's been supported or kind of amplified. And it's kind of about more than just one person kind of really owning or kind of being too precious maybe about a kind of idea and feeling like they need to kind of protect the IP almost and the ownership for that. When you are working with organisations and you are encouraging teams to kind of be creative together, because I think our listeners might be really interested to kind of know of how they could maybe do that or what that might look like. So if you are sitting here listening now and thinking as a team, we would like to kind of inject more creativity into our working week. What do you think that could look like? Everyone needs an equal voice. Everyone's voice needs to be heard in it because what happens, and I think when creativity doesn't happen, is when you get a few leaders who dictate everything and other people don't get a chance. We do graffiti workshops, and one thing that always comes across really well in there is you often get the quieter, shy people who didn't talk much when you were initially chatting to everyone who actually come out and do the best work on the wall. And I think that's a really good example of how it really levels the playing field. As soon as you give everyone an equal stance, amazing things can happen. Yeah, and I mean, we're very deliberate with that. So we we dress everyone up in paper overalls so they look like they're in mm-hmm. an episode of Breaking Bad. And <laughs> it's and, and one of the reasons behind that, other than to make everyone look ridiculous, is it levels the playing field because you have the CEO and the accountant and everyone in the team just looks the same all of a sudden. And everyone picks up a spray can probably for the first time and they've never done it before. And so everyone is as bad as everyone else when we start. And so it's a real great leveler that sort of takes away any um, kind of ego that there might be. Taking the ego out of the team is a really great way to start to foster that creativity. 
think if you have that mindset of no one has all the best ideas, no one has all the right ideas, everyone is usually better if we kind of work on things together. And it doesn't matter whether you are one day into your career or if you are one day away from retirement, all of those different perspectives are useful. And I think we kind of gain from those. So I think sometimes, again, there's this perception that people who are creative go off and do it as a kind of solo thing. And I know that does happen with producing some sorts of creativity. But I think at work now, most of us work with people and in teams. And I think just thinking about how you can open up this process so that everybody can see themselves as creative could be really important. Yeah, whenever we get a big brief for because we get a lot through, we're like, we want to do something really creative. We have no idea what it is, but we want to do something really creative. So we'll generally <laughs> like sit down as a team, look at kind of their loose brief, and then just kind of spitball ideas around. And I think that like having that group like roundtable of just everyone giving their ideas of what they think is good, by you saying something, that can inspire a thought in someone else's head that has that would go on your own. And then they might say something that then comes back to you. And then that increases more creativity and something else comes from that. It's weird though, isn't it? Because there's been studies done to that say that that actually doesn't work and that group mm. brainstorming is not effective. But I mean, certainly within our team, I, I, I mean, I've, I'm well aware of those stats, but we continue to do it because we get some amazing ideas when we all sit down together. What is it that you do, do you think, in the environment that you're creating or the way that you invite and talk about the ideas that creates the space that maybe some of our listeners could replicate with their teams? Well, I mean, we sit in a circle for a start so I think that is important. It, it's such a little thing. And we didn't realize we were doing it at the beginning because it was just happened to fit the architecture of our studio. But realizing when we go and sit at the other table, there's a clear head of the table and everyone defers to that person. Whereas when we're sat in a circle, it's you start with a random person and then it's a lot more of a conversation. No one's in charge. And it's we are just all trying for ideas here. I think the other thing is that we all share a common goal and a mission and we want to do creative projects. So we're all trying to come up with the best solution that is innovative work. When we paint murals together, it baffles a lot of people because they watch us work and they see us kind of almost like a dance, move around each other. <laughs> and so uh, you mentioned earlier off mic when we were talking about the the tiger that we posted recently, which is... a uh, a mural that we painted for the WWF. It's a huge tiger. And as we were painting that, I couldn't say to you that this section is mine or I painted the eye or the teeth or whatever. It was a group effort where we all collaboratively work around each other. And there's no boss. We all know each other's strengths and weaknesses and we adjust accordingly. It's a an understanding of each other where where people are strong and also, like, so when we get a brief in, we'll say, who wants to work on this brief? And people will look at it. And if they think that doesn't really interest me, we won't make them come and sit there. It's like, OK, you carry on with whatever you're doing. The people who want to be involved in this brief will be over here. Because if you don't want to be on it, then are you going to really come up with groundbreaking innovations? Probably not. Yeah, I think we're quite fortunate in the fact I don't think we've meant to do it, but we don't try not to employ anyone with egos. Like, no one... because. What we do is generally quite like an egocentric field, but no one in our company has an ego. Everyone is really chilled, really nice, and no one's trying to like beat anyone else at any point. It's quite like flat like that. I think it's um just so beautiful, David, what you said about a creative project or process. The outcome of that is that 
you almost can't see the individual contributions that it's blended mm. together in such a way. I was thinking when you were talking about it, about our book, that actually Sarah and I wrote bits and edited each other's bits and commented, but it comes together in such a way that it's just one piece of work and you stop, yes. you don't see the, mm. oh, that was the bit I wrote. It's just something that has, people have shared goals that have listened and, the, the, you know, the outcomes greater than some of the parts all that kind of stuff it's really really powerful so I'm really interested as we come towards the end of the conversation both for David and Adam to kind of hear your points of view on if you've got someone listening now who they do want kind of more creativity in their life it's perhaps a challenging time potentially to think about that right now we probably are feeling we're working very different ways there's a lot of change and uncertainty people are more physically disconnected certainly what kind of bits of advice would you give to people right now to not forget about creativity, I guess, or to not let it fall to the wayside or to perhaps use this as a really positive opportunity to inject some creativity into your life? If you're feeling like at this moment in time, there's no time for creativity, you need to change that mindset right now. Creativity is what's going to evolve your business, whatever you're doing, to whatever's going to become next. It's great for your mental health. It's the future of this country. It's everything that's going to be more creative going forward. There's never no time for creativity. And especially a lot of people have more time now as well. A lot of people haven't done something that they really wanted to do for years or for a long time because they just haven't had the time to do it. And a lot of people in the current environment have more time than they did before. So now's the time to be creative. Now's the time to try those new things because you might never get them again especially if you've got a really busy work life do it now like just start something now because you might not have another chance and you don't know what it could lead to so start something now I feel like a call to action I love it yeah I do I feel like you know that thing of like sometimes the hardest thing is to start but actually just start yeah 100% I, I always say that talk minus action equals zero and <laughs> I, I should probably get it tattooed on myself because I believe so passionately in that we we all have big grand plans and ideas, but if you don't put those into action, then nothing will come of them and they will just remain dreams. And you took the leap and it was scary and it was risky. And everyone told you Microsoft and Virgin are safe places to be and you didn't listen and you took the leap. And we need to develop that bravery and that can start in your house right now by just doing something whatever it might be, starting a blog, starting a podcast, having conversations with people, even like you don't even need to do a podcast, just like start actively thinking about something that you want to achieve and taking those steps to make it happen. We've all of a sudden been given this gift of time and everyone uses it as an excuse. Look back at things that you used to love when you were a kid and, oh, I really love painting, but I don't really have time for it anymore. Now you do have some time, even if you're working nine to five and your boss is keeping you working you haven't got your commute time anymore i mean me and adam we could lose our businesses but we're seeing this as actually a massive opportunity to try new things to experiment with things to just be creative and like i'm so energized at the moment i'm so excited it's me and adam were talking about it earlier of all of a sudden we feel like we're back to when we first started yeah it's like that of, honeymoon period of a business again when you're just like really <laughs> hyped for it because now every project that comes in, we're over the moon and we're just like, oh, yeah, amazing. We, we managed to get this in despite the fact that no one's spending any money. And I mean, that's a myth because there's definitely money being spent. There's definitely people that are in need of education and entertainment. And we have the opportunity to provide that now. So I think use this time to rediscover an old passion. It doesn't have to become a business. It doesn't have to be 
something that you have as a side hustle or making money or anything like that. It can just be, I really enjoy bird watching. That it can just be that. But try something because the places that it will take you, you never know where it will take you. And if you're just sat in your room watching Netflix or doing nothing, then that won't take you anywhere. So you need to take the action and you need to start. If you're the kind of person who says, I've completed Netflix or something like that, <laughs> then you really need to reassess how you're spending your time, especially in, like, in the current climate. Do something creative. I really feel and hope that everybody listening is as fired up and ready to go and do something as a result of listening to both of you talk that through. I think I feel like they were like just very, very motivational statements that inspire creativity. Like, I feel like I really want to go and do something right now. I'm going to create some kind of mood board. Do it. <laughs> Amazing. And to finish our conversation today, we always ask all of our guests this, but we would love to know your best pieces of career advice. So this could be just your own words of wisdom, or it could be some advice that you've been given in your career so far that's really stuck with you and kind of really helped you. So I've got a couple, sorry. Every single person starts from zero and it's a long, slow path to success. But if you can kind of up it a gear and set yourself targets of, I have to get a client in this week then really really interesting things can happen from that and the other one is talk minus action equals zero and that really needs no explanation so i will give it none (laughs) (laughs) adam how about you one from kind of like so when we again when we first started our business and we were sat in our cold like very cold garage in (laughs) south london the business wasn't doing too great like there was three of us wages to pay but not even enough to pay the rent coming in every month. And we were going home, back to like my family home, talking to my dad about it, just kind of like a bit down. And he was like, you're great, you just need to show other people that. And that's always stuck with me because like, everyone is great, everyone has a talent. It's just telling people about that, whether that's like through networking, whether that's through marketing, it's like, you can be the best person in the world at something, but if no one knows about it, then you can't make that into a business. So it's like, how can you get other people to find out about what you're doing? I think that's a really important message that I've always taken to heart. And then another thing, back to one of your early questions, like I think my second favourite podcast episode was with a lady called Debbie Millman, who's got a show called Design Matters. It was the first podcast that I ever listened to personally, probably about seven or eight years ago. And we interviewed her when we went over to New York. And to be sat in her office was just like this amazing experience like I was just like I just want to be you Debbie Mom and you're you're the best person in the world but yeah she said that busy is a decision I think that's just so important it's like you're in control of your own time no one else is it's like you've got the same amount of hours in a day as everyone else has it's up to you what you do with it if you're too busy to do something that basically means that you don't care about something else as much as this other thing that's what you're saying by saying I'm busy it means I don't care about that as much as this other thing that we're doing wow Love it. So many words of wisdom. And I think we're recording this. So it's Friday, the 27th of March. I feel like every day at the moment, we have to sort of put the world into context. And I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure how I feel kind of ending this week. It's kind of been a real roller coaster of some high moments, some things that are tough. And I can't think of a better way to kind of spend a Friday afternoon than speaking to you two. I feel like you're motivational speakers. Like every Friday afternoon, (laughs) everyone should just get on a call with you and just be like, right. Let's all just like feel really motivated, really I mean, there's an idea right there. (laughs) Yeah. 
if people do want to connect, it's David Speed and Adam Brazier on LinkedIn. You can also follow Creative Rebels on Instagram, which I definitely recommend. They put all of their posts each new episode on there and you can find out about things like their membership and support their podcast through that as well, which I definitely recommend that you do. Like I say, it's such an interesting listen and it is not a podcast only aimed at people who might kind of label themselves at creative as kind of creative. <laughs> Everybody is creative and I promise you, you'll find it kind of really interesting and inspiring. Anything else, Adam and David, you'd like to point people to before we finish our conversation today? Just like to say thank you for having us on. We're a big fan of your podcast as well. And yeah, this is a difficult time for everyone, but I think it's shown that people can come together and we've got this amazing opportunity to actually be more connected than ever before. And I think podcasts like yours, podcasts like ours are doing that work and they're bringing people together. And I think that we do have an opportunity to be happier than we ever could be if we just spend this time working on ourselves and, and reflecting and, and using this time correctly. So, so yeah, no, you mentioned all of our plugs, but um, yeah, thank you for having us on. <laughs> yeah, cheers, guys. Well, thank thank you. you so much for joining us. Catch up soon. Bye for now. See ya. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. If you'd enjoyed it, we do really, really appreciate any time you've got to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It helps us to reach more people so we can help them with their career. And if you would like any more help with your career, uh, don't forget our book, which is The Squiggly Career. You can get it online from places like Amazon. We've also got the audiobook as well, which Sarah and I narrated and we're getting lots of feedback. Actually, having us narrate it is quite helpful at the moment too. So if you need a bit of extra help, hopefully that's something that you can get, download and buy and can help you but otherwise we'll be back with you next week bye everyone bye everyone planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.